how you open your cold call can absolutely make or break the overall success of that cold call. Now, this week on the Sales Playbook Podcast, I have a cold call opener that actually captures the attention of a busy decision maker. My name is Paul Castain from Castain Training Systems, and I'm the author of the YourSalesPlaybook.com blog and your host for the Sales Playbook Podcast. I've personally trained over 50,000 sales reps, sales leaders, and business owners to sell more. So get your playbooks ready, because school is now in session. This week's episode of the Sales Playbook Podcast is brought to you by our prospecting download. Going to be talking all about it at the end of the podcast. If you happen to be impatient like I am and you just like to see what is all the fuss about with this damn prospecting download that Casting keeps talking about, feel free to visit YourSalesPlaybook.com slash hunt better. So... Today, we're going to be talking all about how you can open your cold calls in a way that's quite different. In fact, this is something I've been using for a while, right? This isn't, I don't want you to think this is just some theory that some quote unquote sales trainer put together, doesn't know if it works or not. I've been using it in my own practice. And I've been teaching it to a lot of my coaching clients. We, we talk about it in uh, a lot of the prospecting courses that I do. And what we're going to be talking about here is how to open this cold call in a very different way. Because if we're being totally honest here, most cold call openers sound the same, right? I mean, a lot of the time you might hear something like, you know, hey, John, it's Paul Castain from Castain Training Systems, and the reason for my call is, you might hear something like that, or you might hear something like, hey, John, it's Paul Castain from Castain Training Systems. We're a full service, blah, 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 and whatever the F Full service means anyway. It just, it baffles me. And by the way, you folks in the printing industry, I'm talking to you. You guys are always talking about how you're a full service. Like, what does that mean? Anywho. But, you know, the first few seconds of that cold call are, are critical. Seriously, they're absolutely critical. Because I feel, and, and you know, feel free to disagree But I feel a decision is made within the first few seconds whether or not they want to listen to you or get you the hell off the phone. And a lot of the time, if you analyze your cold calling, and especially if you tape your end of the cold call, you'll notice many times it's right after that opening statement that you'll start getting the different, and and I call them like a a knee-jerk reaction from them. And, and I say knee-jerk because it's not necessarily true. I'm not saying they're lying to you. I'm saying it's kind of a reflex, kind of an auto-eject, if you will, to get you the hell off their phone. And that's when you start hearing things like not interested or, you know, I'm too busy right now or, you know what, send me an email and I'll review it. You know, you know the deal, right? So we've got to start respecting those first few seconds. So what we're going to be doing today is we're going to be talking about a bit of a pattern interrupt, a simple phrase, and then 
a way for you to take control of the call. So again, it's going to be simply, you know, a pattern interrupt that we're going to talk about today that immediately throws them, I hate to say throw thrown off balance because right away you're going to think that, okay, I'm going to be telling you something that, you know, it's kind of dicky, right? No, we're not doing that. You get my no dickiness guarantee today. But again, pattern interrupt, a simple phrase, and then how you can take control of the rest of that call without being controlling or manipulative or sleazy. So step number one is going to be, you're going to use, right? You're going to use a pattern interrupt. Just very quickly, in case you haven't listened to, I don't know, about like probably 75 of my podcasts, I've talked about the concept of a pattern interrupt. A pattern interrupt is something that's kind of off script, something unexpected, something that, you know, that takes the the decision maker off script. So again, if they're used to, you know, hi, Jane, it's Paul Castain from Castain Training Systems. And, you know, the reason for my call is, or they're used to me going right into a speech and doing that whole marketing speak type of thing. And we're a full service, blah, 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 blah. A pattern interrupt is something we could say or do to just get them off guard enough, almost like to stun them long enough to hear us out, right? So we can get around that whole auto-eject thing that they do, that whole immediate blow-off. So the, the, the pattern interrupt that you're going to use is just simply two words, right? That should be easy enough to remember. Two words. And I'm going to show you how you're going to use it in a second. But the two words are, quick question. Ready? So the two words are quick question. Hi, John. It's Paul Castain. Quick question. So do you see that? That's a little different, right? They're expecting, hi, John. It's Paul Castain from Castain Trading System, blah, 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 blah. Right? So we're not doing any of that. But immediately, hi, John. Paul Castain. Notice I didn't say the name of my company. Why? Because at this point of the conversation, I feel it's irrelevant. Plus, they hear the name of the company and right away and this doesn't make you an idiot or you know that your company has a bad reputation but right away they make this judgment based on the name of the company like in my case castane training says, oh we don't need any training hi it's paul castane from acme Printers. oh yeah we don't need any printing you didn't even hear what the f i had to say right so we're gonna we're gonna avoid that so you're just gonna do your first and last name hi john paul castane Quick question. Again, we're taking them off script. We're throwing them off balance. And it gets their attention. See, there's something about that phrase. Quick question, right? I mean, I want you to imagine. It's not that you should do this. But seriously, even here in New York where people are pricks, you could walk down the street to a complete stranger or go, hey, excuse me, quick question. And what they're either going to do, right? I mean, there's there's, there's some other things they could do because it's New York, right? But I mean, for the most part, you know, they might just kind of like, you know, like give you that kind of body language, like, yeah, like, like, what's up? Like raise their eyebrows, like, you know, okay, I'm listening, right? Or that, you know, you say quick question, a lot of times somebody might say shoot, right? So what happens is, again, when somebody says quick question, we've been conditioned over time to give someone the attention, right? So now we want to get their attention. We're saying that phrase, quick question, right? So that is step number one. Step number two 
You're going to use a very simple phrase. And again, if you've been listening to me for more than a handful of episodes, you know, even just a handful of episodes, you know, I love to begin both my emails and my cold calls with a phrase, another phrase. And the phrase is, I noticed that. Okay, let me say it again. I noticed that. Now, what the hell am I going to... And, and it's a fill-in-the-blank, by the way. I'm not going to say, you know, I noticed that, and then shut up. People, get, If you do that, if you just say, I noticed that, people are going to pat you on the head and say, bless your heart. So don't do that. So what I'm saying is you're going to say... I almost said, you're going to say, bless your heart. You're going to say, I noticed that. And then you're going to reference something relevant that you noticed in your pre-call planning research, right? When you did your homework, which you're supposed to do, by the way. And you're going to reference that. Now, there is a special type of thing that I would recommend that you reference. And again, one of my favorite things to talk about on the podcast, I like to reference a trigger event. Why? because I feel it's highly relevant to the person that I'm trying to contact. And our first job, whether it be in the first sentence or two of an email or in the first few seconds of a cold call is to prove that we are relevant to them and what we are about to say is something that they need to hear because that's what they're thinking. They're saying, is this relevant, right? Subconsciously, is this worth my time? Like, do I give a shit? So... What we want to do is, you know, we want to kind of show them that we're relevant. So what I like to do when I say I notice that is reference a trigger event. So now let's talk about trigger events again very quickly. Just a quick review. A trigger event is something that's going on in their world that, you know, that could increase the probability of them needing your product or service, right? And there's lots of things going on in their world that you could say, I noticed that, but it, it, it doesn't serve you, right? It's just a complete waste of their time and your time. But you have to know what the trigger events are for you. But I'm going to give you some generic examples. A generic example of a trigger event would be, you know, a PR news release. It could be online reviews, good or bad, by the way. It could be expansion. It could be deals that have been won. It could be a product launch. It could be, you know what a lot of people miss, by the way? It could be an online comment that this person made. Say you're connected with them over on LinkedIn or Twitter, and you notice that they're expressing frustration, you know, with their banker or with their printer or, you know, just with uh, sales training in my world or whatever it is, or just... Maybe not even as specific as that. Maybe they're just putting a challenge out. Hey, anybody else experiences? Anybody else having a hard time right now getting a hold of decision makers now that everybody's working from home? See, that's a trigger event. So, you know, and again, it could be frustration or whatever. It could be even just a comment. It could be something very positive. Like, you know, we're so happy because we're, you know, we're expanding now. We're building another location. Guess what? That could be a trigger event. Okay, so the phrase that you're going to use in step number two is, I noticed that. It's fill in the blank. You're going to tell them what you noticed. Again, really needs to be something that it's something that you could speak to and something that you might be able to help them with. And the final, 
thing here. This is a very simple formula, and I'm going to put it all together for you in a minute. The way that you gain control of any situation, by the way, I don't care if it's a cold call. I don't care if it's face-to-face and and you're having a meeting and you want to establish that control. Now, before we continue, and before I tell you what it is, because it's a very simple thing to do, gaining control of a situation doesn't have to be a bad thing. And in this context, it sure as hell isn't a bad thing. So I don't want you to hear the phrase control and right away say, "Uh uh-oh, you know, he's going to tell me something that's going to be very controlling or manipulative or sleazy or salesy or anything like that. No, that's not what we're talking about. So I want you to change that type of stinking thinking here. Get rid of that. What we're talking about here is a way that you can control that phone conversation. Why? Why? So that you can go and, and swindle them and get over on them? No. How about this? How about simply so that they listen to you long enough to make an educated decision as to whether or not it makes sense to maybe have a more lengthier conversation with you or a meeting or a discovery call or a demo, right? I mean, we we need to have them hear us out. So the best way for you to gain control in any situation, and in this situation, we're talking about a cold call, is to ask a question. Wow, like if you were expecting something sexy and sophisticated there as far as advice, um, I, I bet you're disappointed, right? But don't be because it, it freaking works. The person asking the questions in any exchange, I promise you, for the most part, is controlling that dialogue. You controlling the dialogue is not a bad thing. We're not Again, we're not talking about using this for evil here. So how the heck would all of this, like if we put it together, steps one, two, and three sound? After I cough in your ear right now, I'm going to tell you. Hey, John, it's Paul Castain. Quick question. I noticed that you have quite a few open roles for SDRs. Once you hire them, how long does it typically take to get them at or above quota? So, again, what did I do there? Well, I started off with that step number one when I said, Hi, John, Paul Castain, quick question. That was step number one. Then I said, I noticed that. That's step number two. And when we continue with that, it was, I noticed that you have quite a few open roles for SDRs. That's trigger event. If you're a sales trainer like me, and you notice that they're hiring, see, that's trigger event. And by the way, You might be thinking, yeah, that's great, Paul. I'm not a sales trainer. Um, Hiring people is absolutely a trigger event. (coughs) It could be, it could also mean different things. It could mean, hey, expansion. It could also mean that they have a lot of turnover. And that, in fact, is a trigger event. It could mean morale issues. (coughs) It could be all kinds of problems. And I'm sorry, man, I am just coughing the hell out of your ear today. Um probably because I had about 70 cigars yesterday, and that might do it. But anyway, um, that was step number two. Now, step number three is when I asked the question, and I basically said to them, you know, how, or I asked, how long does it typically take, 
you know, to get those reps at or ideally above their quota. So now, taking control in a way that really is undetectable. It's not like, oh man, he just kind of cut and pasted some bullshit thing out of some old power closing book and he's taking control. No, people never really see it. And I think you're taking control in a good way because you're actually inspiring a dialogue. And that's what we want. I I don't want to sell you when I get you on the phone. I really don't. I, I just don't like that dynamic. And I don't think either. I don't think you're answering your phone to be sold. But if we can engage in sort of a peer-to-peer dialogue, man, I think that's awesome. I really do, and and I'm, I'm hoping you feel the same way too. So that's basically it. Again, quick review, one more time. First step, pattern interrupt by saying quick question after you greet them. Step number two, what you're gonna do is you're going to use the I noticed that phrase. And what is it that you're noticing? Something from your research, preferably a trigger event and not don't just reference something that you saw something that you could absolutely help them with step number three and it's the final step is you're going to take control by asking questions so all i want you to do here is not consume this shit when we talk about it here on the podcast i want you to get out there put on your white lab coat because this is one big sales experiment give it a shot and also too, feel free to shoot me an email and let me know how it works for you. Paul at YourSalesPlaybook.com. Before you go, I had mentioned that we have a prospecting download, right? This this prospecting resource that I put together. I want to give you a very quick overview. In session one, we talk about, obviously, cold calls, right? And we talked about that today. I have three different scripts that I prepared for you. And when I say scripts, I don't want you to bend out of shape. I'm not like a real scripts type of guy. But okay, but Paul, you're contradicting yourself, dude. Like, why the hell would you mention that if you're not into the scripts? Now, I kind of position it more as a guideline that here's kind of, you know, the points that I would recommend that you do. Here are some phrases very similar to what we're talking about today, right? Kind of how to take control of that call. And more specifically, I'm going to show you in that session how to create an objection-resistant dialogue. You know, there is so much talk in sales about how to respond to objections that I think that while that's important, and I think we should absolutely cover it, and we do in session one, by the way, I think it's very important how to handle an objection in the best possible way and you know what that is not getting one in the first place therefore we have to kind of reverse engineer the process which i break down for you in very simple to understand terms you know how can we create that exchange with people that is less prone to objections and blow-offs and stalls all right but now what if you do all that and you get objections anyway i have a really cool objection um, response formula. And it's just three steps, and it's just easy to do. So I'm going to teach that to you in session one. Session two, we're going to now talk about cold emails. I have suggested subject lines. I have templates designed to help you to get more opens and more replies. And you ready for this? 
just about every session in fact every session there's a homework assignment and the homework assignment for session two is you're going to create your own email right based on some of the new tactics that I've taught you in that session you're going to send it to me and I'm going to review it and we're going to have a little one-on-one time through email until we get that email perfect for you all right session three we're going to be talking about creativity and I think that's kind of important I'm going to give you real life examples from your peers again my approach to training is not to talk about a lot of theory I like practical application and in this session especially I'm going to tell you what a lot of your peers have been doing especially during the pandemic and I think that makes us especially important because we have to get these decision makers attention so we're going to talk all about that and then finally in session four we're going to put all of this together into an epic prospecting campaign now you're going to learn a rather lethal tactic and I call it mixing and mapping and if you don't do you guys know what mixing and mapping is by the way because if you didn't I got to you just in time man you got you got to come hang out with us in the course and you can learn all about it now you're gonna put this all together now everything you've learned into a prospecting campaign of your own you'll submit it to me and once again you're gonna get that one-on-one feedback that prior to this only the people in my coaching program paying the big bucks we're getting that kind of interaction so if you'd like to learn more and I'm hoping you do and I said this last week too I hope this is the year that you stop talking about stuff and you start doing this is year you stop consuming and you actually take the stuff you learn start doing something with it please visit yourselfsplaybook.com slash hunt better all lowercase letters all one word yoursalesplaybook.com slash hunt better with that i'm paul castain from yoursalesplaybook.com i am wishing you an incredible week ahead go get them the sales playbook podcast is a casting training systems production visit our blog at yoursalesplaybook.com slash blog